Hello there and welcome back to this week's episode of Girly Bits. I can't believe we're already on episode four. So welcome along to episode four of Girly Bits. I can't believe we're on episode four already. The time is just flying by. Hopefully you're enjoying the podcast so far. Um, I've gotten loads and loads of great feedback on the episodes over the last number of weeks. So long may it continue. And don't forget if there's anything that you'd like me to talk about on the podcast or if there's anything that you're kind of thinking, look, I'd love to hear an expert talk about this or I've been feeling like I this needs to be dealt with. Feel free to reach out to me and let me know because um, I do hope to continue doing this podcast for a very long time. So if there's anything that is popping up for you and you'd like me to maybe chat about, feel free to get in touch. LouiseClarkMedia at gmail.com on Gmail. And then you can reach out to me at any stage at all at Louise Clark Radio on Instagram. And uh, you can find me there on X or Twitter um, or, or whatever. But it was so, so nice that I had a couple of people reach out to me after my episode with the wonderful Ashley O'Connor and... Um, and I know that this is a different episode, but of course we were talking about grief and the death of um, parents and, and losing loved ones in your life. And if there is any time that I can even have a conversation with people and, you know, you want to reach out, I suppose my goal of this is to maybe have a little bit of a, a girly bits community which is uh, great where we can all have a chat and who knows maybe sometime down the line we can all catch up um, and have a have a little bit of a chat and um, enjoy yourselves anyway getting on to this week's episode I don't know about you but I suppose with an influx of social media over the last number of years it's more apparent that there's different body types there's different body image um, maybe standards that keep getting thrown at us and a lot of the time it's really difficult to try and wade your way through it so I wanted to have a chat all about body positivity the way we feel about ourselves whether it's fitness whether it's exercise whether it's eating so this week is all about I suppose body positivity um, we touch on a little bit of eating disorders. We touch on a little bit of how to, you know, navigate those feelings about your body. Am I good enough? Am I healthy enough? What should I be eating? Where should I be going? All of that kind of stuff. A lot of the time it can be a minefield. Um, I'll be completely honest with you, which I like to be on this podcast. Um, you know, for years and years, I have let's just say struggled with my struggled with my weight and how I feel about my body and you know there's been times where I feel absolutely brilliant there's been times where I don't feel good enough to even be in the position I'm in um being a public figure on the radio sometimes I'm like oh gosh you know, should I be here? Should I not be here? Maybe I need to look a certain way. Maybe I should weigh a certain weight or be a different body type. But over the years, I've kind of come to realise that I am who I am. You know, I don't need to apologise for who I am. And, you know, at times, if I do need to lose a bit of weight, I'll work hard at it. I'll go to the gym. I'll go swimming and walking and all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, I should be proud of who I am and where I am today. You know, I think a lot of the time we can put a lot of pressure on ourselves to look like certain people on Instagram. There's a lot of comparing ourselves to others. And a lot of the time, it can just be a big, massive minefield. So I wanted to check in with a personal trainer, um, you know, a, a nutrition coach um, and somebody who's going to speak very openly about their experience with body positivity. She deals with lots and lots of clients on how to 
feel a bit better about themselves when it comes to food, when it comes to fitness. So Jenny Percy is going to be joining me on the podcast today. Jenny's an online coach. She's a personal trainer. She's also a speech and language therapist and she is a nutritionist in training as well. Now, Jenny is going to be quite open about this as well. She was diagnosed with anorexia at the age of 14 and has since fully recovered, now lives a life free from her eating disorder. She's got a passion for empowering females to adopt a healthy relationship with food and how to develop some strong body image. Body positivity is, you know, one of the main things I think that you know, needs to be at the forefront, especially now with so much social media. She supports females to overcome eating disorders and how to become their healthiest and happiest self as well. So without further ado, it's absolutely brilliant to invite Jenny Percy onto the podcast. I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined by uh, Jenny Percy. Of course, uh, people might know you online as well as Jen Percy. Um, and I suppose you're all things fitness, I suppose, body positivity. Um, and you have your own podcast as well. But uh, thank you so much for joining me on Girly Bits. It's great to be chatting to you. And uh, thanks a million for having the chats. Thank you so much, Louise. No, it's really, really nice to I suppose I, I love kind of chatting to I'm I'm very used to being on podcasts within the fitness space, but yes. I love kind of, you know, getting my I suppose views and um values out to like the wider population because I think it's it's people in the fitness space hear it all the time but like I kind of want to get my message across to like more people so thanks so much for for having me on. Not at all because I think you know the the fitness world is something that you're there can be all different levels of it. Um, you know, I suppose like from from years of, you know, myself kind of like struggling with, you know, a bit of um battle with your weight and you're you're fluctuating and you're going down. And then you're kind of you've got that body positivity part toward the place where you can kind of be really hard on yourself and you're like, oh gosh, I don't fit into this and I need to wear this and I need to like restrict what I'm eating and all this kind of thing. And I often wonder where all of that comes from because I suppose I look at your Instagram and I I'm like you're you're such a positive influence on society today because it's it's really key messaging about loving yourself and fueling yourself properly and kind of being kind to yourself as well. When you set up your own business, how important was it that kind of people are in the fitness world and they take their fitness seriously, but also be kind of kind to themselves and, and go on their own journey or their own path towards what they really want to get out of it themselves? Yeah. So I think for me, like when I first started my whole business, so I'm an online coach and I, and personal trainer and I coach people, I suppose, helping them with their relationship with food and body, but also like achieving their fitness goals, whether that's like to lift heavier in the gym or like it could be like to, to lose body fat and things like that. So I kind of created it because I wanted to kind of be that person that I wish I had when I was younger or I wish I could have followed and looked up to. So I struggled with an eating disorder when I was a teenager and I just found that social media was quite a large influence on maybe how how impacted I was. Um, I think for a lot of people, it does play a huge role in like how negative we do feel about ourselves. But 
yeah, I suppose that was kind of my, that is still my kind of foundation of my business. Like who I looking back at my younger self, who do I want to, who am I trying to help? You know, people who were in my position who used to think these really kind of extreme things and thought that I had to do really unhealthy things to achieve what I wanted to achieve. Um, and yeah, that that's kind of where that, why I set up the business and why it has gone the way it has gone. And I suppose naturally then it has I I think over time it is kind of it's changing as well like I, when I first started I was very focused on the kind of gym aspect and helping people get into the gym and now it's kind of changing towards like now it's kind of moving to the nutrition side of things making yeah. sure you're fueling yourself no I find that really interesting I suppose when you're talking about I suppose like I I would have always loved buying um you know like magazines and mm-hmm. looking at all like the models and stuff and we still do see like even in some Irish magazines as influencers and they look amazing and, and all of that and back when I absolutely loved music and I loved the Spice Girls growing up and all of that kind of stuff and I suppose in your head you're always like oh I need to look like that if I'm going to do A, B, C or D and like it can be a lot of pressure at times I think it's only now that I'm like I don't have as much pressure on myself to look a certain way and like sometimes I'm kind of going oh my god I feel so I feel so bad for teenagers in one way because, you know, now that you're kind of growing up with, you know, your phone are on all the time and Instagram and TikTok and to, to look a certain way and that kind of thing. How did you make that change to go, OK, I'm looking at social media all the time and I see people who who fit a certain stereotype or, or that type of thing that you kind of go, OK, this is starting to get a little bit unhealthy Um and it's not it's not good for me. Yeah, I suppose for me, I obviously went through a lot of like therapy and, yeah. and like that, which really helped. But a big part of it was like acknowledging how much of my worth I actually placed on my body. Yeah. So like a lot of people think that I suppose in order to to live a happy life or to be happy in general, that you have to feel great about your body. But mm-hmm. That's not actually true. Like I have a lot of friends and clients who don't feel great about their body, but they still live a very happy and healthy life. Like I think people place so much worth on their appearance. And especially if someone is, let's say, in the fitness industry, like for myself, I probably have more pressure to look a certain way as opposed to someone like, I don't know, a doctor who's covered up all day. They're not going to be thinking about their body as much, you know, obviously they do incredible things, but the body side of things. So, or like I have a client who's a model. So a lot of her worth she feels is based on her looks. So the first thing I had to kind of think about was how much do, how much worth do I put in my body? And um, I suppose finding other things then that I needed, I was kind of saying, to myself I need to find other things I do in my life that have nothing to do with my body because what happens if someone gets injured or COVID happens and all gyms close and you can't train anymore and your body changes like I think people forget that bodies are meant to change over time so like whether it's going through a difficult period you might gain some weight you might lose some weight you might when, when people have kids like their bodies can change and like that's just part of life so I think for me having lots of different things that I do in my life that has nothing to do with my body that don't you can do no matter what your body looks like so that kind of how much how much emphasis you place on what you look like a lot of people are very unaware that they they think about their body as much as they actually do um so that was like the first thing for me it was like okay I shouldn't be this on this distressed about how I feel about my body like loads of people don't feel unreal about themselves but they still live a happy life and I think 
something I really try to tell my clients is you can be just because like you can be confident within yourself. Yeah. But not confident within your body. They're not like when we speak about our body, it is a separate thing to who like us. Like you will say my body won't say me. Do you know what I mean? Like you are kind of you can feel so different. I don't know. I know, like, say the week before I have my time of the month, I'll be mm. like, oh, my God, I feel so frumpy or I feel this or I feel that. And I like you've kind of touched on a, a such a good point there as well. I always found that, like, you know, I was, you know, a, a radio DJ. And for years it was always about the voice and it was always about yeah. that. But now, you know, gradually we've turned into content creators. So I remember like I probably have the same. And I know now after I mentioned this, I'll probably get a phone call to do new photos for the website. But I would say I probably have the same photo um, for my iRadio like pictures all that kind of stuff on the website for the same probably I'd say four or five years and the yeah. reason I've always I've been like no 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 I'm fine with those ones I'm fine with that one because I know myself I've put on weight but whatever it is about you know the hang-ups that you have yourself like I remember when I was trying to start DJing and um, I picked like being, you know, an indie rock DJ. It was kind of like, you know, kind of playing like Green Day and some 41 and the Foo Fighters and all of that kind of stuff. And it was a completely total different niche. But I had it in my head that if I wanted to be a female DJ and go out and DJ in clubs and say when I lived in Galway City, I was like, oh, God, I need to like be tall and I need to be really thin and I need to be blonde and I need to be this. But it was all these things that I made up in my own head of who I needed to be so I would be accepted to be a female DJ. Now, has it fully gone not really like I I remember like DJing loads of times and I'm like oh my god not only am I a girl but I'm also not a size eight or I'm six or whatever and like you'd nearly be absolutely bricking it before you'd go and play a set because I would be so afraid of the questions that would come and go are are you the DJ what's what's going on or or like are you actually the DJ but it's only in suppose recent years that I'm like yeah I'm a DJ and I'm pretty good at it and signs by like I've got booked to play gigs all over the country but it's kind of what you tell yourself that what the ideal actually is compared Mm -hmm. to like anybody can do anything they they want to you just have to put your mind to it and give yourself a bit of a break yeah no that's so true and it's like a lot of what we tell ourselves is there's two parts to this so it's like what you were telling yourself about I have to be blonde and tall and like they're all beliefs that probably started for you when you were a teenager yeah Uh, someone might have said something or you read something and you don't know where it's coming from but you just assume it to be true yeah but you never actually really question it and be like why do I think this like who said like is yeah. this is the rules like you know yeah. um got a good story to tell you like and I'm sure this has happened to a million other people that are listening I remember and it just goes to show the way that Irish society treats other people about their bodies sometimes I remember being maybe like eight or nine right and I was never a a, a thin kid you know I was always like my granny and my grandparents would always be like you know, uh, weight is no good to anyone. But here, will you eat all your dinner? Make sure you'll eat all your dinner. You know, they would feed you until you'd nearly be able to burst. But I remember mm-hmm. being at um, a friend's birthday party like years ago, and I must have been like eight or nine. And her granny was sitting in the corner and there was maybe about four or five of us left in the kitchen. And she was like, isn't that girl very big now? You know, like, why has she got so much weight or whatever the comment was? But it was literally like singling me out and going, she's a very big girl now for her age or whatever it was. But it's so 
something that's so mad that it's stuck to me all the yeah. time. And I would always find that my own grandparents, like they don't mean it in any bad way. But like I would find that like my grandparents specifically, I've got, say, granny and granddad and uh, two, like I've got my two grannies that are still alive, but they're obsessed with weight. They're obsessed with like, you know, you could have pink hair or you could have blue eyebrows, but they'd still go have you got, have you put on weight or did you lose weight or that top is very big on you or that top is very tight or, you know, it's that conversation that sometimes needs to change because it's mad. All these years later, I still remember that birthday party and that granny sitting in the corner who has probably since passed away, but like who was commenting, you know, on my weight as like an eight or nine year old girl. Yeah. Yeah. And that is so like, it happens everyone, like, especially in like, I know like, workplace play, work like kind of environments where people yeah. are having lunch and even like some of my clients who are like maybe bringing in their food and they don't order as much in the canteen anymore because they're trying to you know manage their nutrition and all the comments oh this one's on a diet or blah 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 and like but a lot of I I believe anyway a lot of this kind of when someone comments on something like that it's usually judgment their own insecurities yeah. or maybe something that they're because I know for me, I would never comment on someone's lunch because I know I'm content with my own. And I'm like, yeah. you know what they do them? And, you know, and even with like you judging or not not you judging, but when you were kind of judging yourself being that DJ yeah. or thinking that other people are thinking this way, it's actually your own judgment of yourself. And these people mightn't be thinking that at all. And you're okay. just like, you know what I mean? So we kind of have to challenge ourselves and be like, why am I? Why am I thinking this? Like, it's it's a belief I have. Like, obviously, in your head, Louise, you were thinking to be a successful DJ, I have to be this size. Like, I would have never even thought of that. I would have yeah, never yeah. appreciated DJ being blonde and tall. And, you know, yeah. so I think it's really important to actually really question because so much of what we think, like, just stems from that being that eight or nine year old girl. And um, it's it's just it's very interesting. Yeah, it is. Do you feel like social media is changing or do we do we have a long way to go before, you know, we stop being fully influenced by what we see? Because I suppose back when I was probably just become, becoming a teenager or whatever, it was a lot about what you read in magazines and what you saw on the cover. And, you know, like it was probably a lot of UK pop stars and American pop stars that had the influence. You know, you had like Britney and the belly tops and all of that kind of stuff. And you really wanted to do that and wear that and everything. Whereas now I suppose we've got a huge pool of social media influencers, TikTok. It's a lot of content that's flying at you 24-7. And like you kind of near, nearly need to like swipe it away when you when you don't want it to influence you. Do we have a long yeah. way to go in changing it? Like I feel like the 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 issue now, I suppose, is that it's so available. Like yeah. back then, you had to buy the magazine or you had to kind of sit down and read it, and like just with Instagram and TikTok, it's just so easy to pick up and it's just there. Um, I think people do have the power to kind of control what they're consuming for sure. Like I don't yeah. think a lot of people understand the, understand the algorithm. And like, if you're Googling or kind of searching certain topics on TikTok, TikTok thinks you like that. So if you're in a really negative place and you're looking up like, like TikTok thinks you like that. So it's going to post all of that on your for you page yeah. and TikTok and Instagram, they're all things. So they all start to connect and I am, I was quite like ignorant to this because I, my feed is quite positive. I'd never see any of this kind of toxic food stuff or toxic kind of exercise, but it's only from looking at my friends' pages or my clients. And I'm like, 
oh my god like there is really negative spaces on the internet still I don't see them but that's because I don't follow that kind of thing but if I that's because I'm I'm educated in that area and I know that like you know you don't need to fast all day and you don't need but like this stuff is still really going around so I think I think just everyone can do a bit of a clear out of their social media feed like I know like I look at some of my friends and I'm like no wonder you feel like crap you know like look at what you're following you know it's like I love using and I know it sounds awful um you know and people might say god you're like very harsh but I love using the mute button you know sometimes like I know it's it's awful to say but like sometimes there's a couple of people that you maybe have to follow because you you know like you might have connected with them at some point in your life but at the same time if you don't really like what they're doing just press the mute button like they're not going to know about it you know if if they're having a really bad time in their life they might be posting up very negative stuff maybe they don't like their job maybe whatever's going on and like I often find use the mute button or unfollow somebody you know it's not it's not real life so you know you don't have to follow something and take it all in just because you may have gone to school with them eight years ago or something like that. Um, you need to kind of, and I'm only learning this as well, you need to tailor your feed to what kind of makes you happy. Because at the same time, we could be scrolling for ages and that could be something that you want to spend a half an hour, an hour of your day on. So why not make it a bit of a positive influence rather than falling down a rabbit hole of negativity and you're kind of coming away from using your social media going, oh God, I feel really bad now. Yeah, yeah, and like, so I, I'm, I've gotten much more aware of this now recently but in the past I'd be on my phone and then I'd come off and I'd be so anxious and like Mm. I wouldn't realize why but sure it was just from scrolling and just you're you're consuming so much in such a short space of time like our brains have not caught up with how quick technology is like we can't comprehend seeing like TikTok like you see like hundreds of videos in 10 minutes and like that's just not the brain is like what the hell is going on what even is that device you know what I mean like so it can't people don't realize how how much it can really affect your mental health and um, so just being really aware of that and like I just think that the, the difference following people who have that good influence on you it, it makes such a big difference in in my opinion especially for relationship with food body image and just your overall mental health yeah, definitely. I suppose when you go back to I know you've you've you shared with us, you know, that you had an eating disorder. And, mm. you know, I suppose was that something that, you know, um, obviously I want to kind of be as be as careful as I can having a chat about this, because I know there's quite a few people who could be listening and maybe they're going through this themselves. Mm-hmm. But like, is there anything I suppose that you you've learned from getting through that? Because I imagine with anything, um, it's a day by day case. It's something that you probably have to to work on, you know, for quite some time to to get over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like for me, God, I've learned so much, and it's like literally, I'm, I'm. I don't want to say I'm, but I suppose I am grateful that I went through it. Now I wouldn't do it again, but yeah, I mean, I'm happy that it it has definitely made me the person I am today, and I've just, you know, really learned a lot about life, learned a lot about myself. I think you know, with something like for me, it was I was diagnosed with anorexia, so mm. obviously that's like a specific type of eating disorder. But I know that there's a range of different eating disorders, and um actually the most common one is binge eating disorder which you know isn't as spoken about I don't think no I don't think so no like it's kind of you know your stereotypical anorexia and bulimia and things like that but 
even even if someone doesn't have an eating disorder, I think everyone has room to improve their relationship with food. Like there is kind of this spectrum, I believe, that we have healthy eating or sorry, like a healthy relationship with food on one side. And then we have an eating disorder on the other side. And everyone's on the spectrum. And some people are in the middle where they're like a little bit disordered eating, but it's not to the extent of like taking over their life. Yeah. And then some people are close to that kind of healthy relationship with food. But I, I think through social media and through diet culture and labels on food low calorie you know all these messages that are promoted everyone has room to work on the relationship with food I don't think I think everyone's affected by the media and mm-hmm. it's very confusing when you go into a shop and we literally have 40 different loaves of bread one is low carb yeah. one is low calorie one is thick slice thin slice and it's like how can we be intuitive if we've all of this yeah these things available and when I was I was traveling like a couple of months ago and I was in in Bali and I was in some really kind of poor areas and you'd go into a shop and they'd have one of everything yeah and I found that so helpful for my relationship with food because I was like I just eat like you just eat whatever is available yeah. and you're not thinking will I have the low sugar jam or the the full sugar and it's it's just very hard for people because then you're reading everything online about high protein and like it's just yeah so I think everyone has room to improve their relationship with food whether it's like just challenging your beliefs around why you do a certain thing but I don't know does that answer yeah no it definitely does because I think we can be you know only quite recently I've seen a lot of people being targeted on I think I was even saying this to somebody I interviewed not too long ago I was looking up vitamins and then all of Mm. a sudden on Instagram, it was all about like, these are vitamins for losing weight. These are this, yeah. these are this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, all I was looking for it was like magnesium or something because I heard it had yeah. better. And I was like, <laughs> I should have just gone into the, the health food shop and just asked the question, do you know? Yeah. But I think as well, like we're really targeted. I remember like a couple of years ago, it was all about these like diet clubs and there was free food there was like sins there was all of this kind of stuff how how do you feel about the different I suppose probably the things that are in competition with um, a really healthy way to get fit and and to look after yourself like what you're doing compared to like a club that you would visit every week and you sit and you stand on the sad step and you're told whether you're up or you're down or, or all of that kind of stuff yeah so like it's I suppose the reality of it is people love a quick fix. So like something like a low carb diet, let's say, for example, when we basically for every gram of carbs that we consume, we hold uh, um, some water. So if someone's eating quite a lot of carbohydrates, their scale weight might go up, but it's water, you know. So then if you cut out your carbs, instantly scales will drop and people love this like instant results. So, I mean, that's why these kind of quick fixes and fad diets do some people go for them because they're like I want this like instant result but what happens is then it's not sustainable so people like you know fall back into their old habits and for something like these like a club where you step on a scales and you know you're kind of praised based off weight firstly like scale weight is just so we just can't control it like no matter what you eat like I could eat the exact same thing today and tomorrow and I could be four pounds heavier today and it has nothing to do with my my body fat yeah it could literally be if you're quite stressed you're, you will hold some water if it's the time of the month if you didn't sleep well um if you eat more salt you know if I if I ever have a Chinese my scale weight is just way higher the next day and it has nothing to do like I look the exact same yeah but 
within our muscles, we hold extra water and stuff. So I think, you know, that definitely relying solely on the scales is quite problematic because, and especially when it's just like this once a week thing, because you could be up three pounds today and down three tomorrow and it just has nothing you could be gaining weight and you could still be down in weight you know like you could be gaining weight but still have lost body fat if that makes sense weight and body fat are very different things totally where do you find because I suppose you know leaning into social media again and I I know it's not part of the fitness world or whatever but like a lot of people are talking about the likes of Ozempic um and again that quick fix of like if I take an injection you know it might work and obviously there are people who have tried everything and this is they want to go down but like what do you what do you make of that conversation around you know Ozempic and and that kind of quick fix do you think it would ever work well for like Obviously, I'm not like a a medical professional, but I think a lot of these things like at the end of the day, that doesn't change a person's habits or it doesn't change their views or their relationship with themselves. I think a lot of people who may struggle with their relationship with food or like their diet might not. Like, I think if someone doesn't have a healthy diet, it comes down to, I suppose, education first. But then if they are educated and things still aren't working, it's probably their mindset, you know, and their maybe dealing with their own things a lot of people turn to food as a way to cope yeah. whether that's through restriction or overeating but like if if you're kind of doing something like like getting an injection or let's say you you get surgery like you haven't rewired your brain into yeah. changing your your habits so like these things can work but do they last like i don't know you know i think real change happens from like actively changing your habits and like when we can get into that like that's sustainable then but it's just really hard because it's not instant and that's why it's difficult for people because they want the results now but it's kind of like just important to what I say to clients who've maybe been in like a chronic diet kind of you know in and out of dieting or like binge eating and I'm I'm saying to them like okay this isn't working for you like so why not try something else? And if yeah. the other thing doesn't work, you can revert back to your old habits. But it's like, just give something else a go because you keep trying the same thing. You keep, let's say, restricting. And then as a result, you end up overeating. And it's like, that's just not working. Like, yeah. it's not yeah. working. Try something else and just give yourself, your, your, it's a disservice to yourself not to try something else. So just try it. And if it doesn't work, okay, you've proved me wrong and you can go back, you know? Yeah. But I, I just think, so much of health comes down to behaviors and we don't get that from a quick fix so that's the only that's like I wish I mean it would be great if these were quick fixes worked and changed their whole mindset but it just doesn't unfortunately no, it doesn't so I suppose yeah. that leads me to um you know like you work for yourself um you are like you know a, a, a fitness coach and and you know you help people every single day I suppose you know, what exactly, like if, if people were to to search you on social media now and they're like, OK, I want to enroll in, in one of your classes and and what uh, and try exactly what you've been talking about. Like what what is that journey like or what's that process like? Because maybe somebody listening right now is like, yeah, I've been to the gym on my own. I've been to swim and I've been to like, you know, yoga, all of this. And I'm just not getting what I would like out of it, you know, yeah. and, and maybe they should give you a follow and and maybe check out resources that you have. Yeah. So I think like a big part of, well, firstly, the best place to find me is probably um, Instagram. So yeah. it's um, Jenny P underscore fit. But I suppose for me, like my foundation of coaching is kind of like 
how well is the person, how is the person functioning in a day-to-day life, like firstly, because people become like, not bashing other coaches, but some coaches are just very like, you know, focused on, you know, the aesthetics and Mm -hmm. bring this person in and manipulate their body and get the result. But like, for me, it's like, if these things and it's not working, 99% of the time it comes down to their, they're just not like mentally, they're not maybe feeling the best in general. So things are just a little bit harder. So like, I think finding what works for that person is really important. Like not everyone has to go to the gym. Not everyone has to track their calories. Not everyone. And and like, that's what could be what's stopping a person because they're trying to fit this cookie cutter thing because all the influencers online are in the gym, lifting weights, building their glutes. And not everyone wants to lift heavy weights. Like it's not enjoyable for some people. And that's fine. Like, you can do something you like. Like I have a client who's a dancer and like, that's her exercise and like amazing, you know? So I think finding what works for you as well is really important and taking it at your own pace. Like you, you really do like need to find what works for you because like little things, like I'm, I'm confident in myself that I can kind of program my own training and things like that. And I will, I would never, like a lot of people say to me, Oh, you're probably in the gym every day. And I'm like, no, like on a good week, I'll be in the gym three times a week. Yeah. And like some people are like, what? And I'm like, yeah, like, and I'm happy with that. Yeah. And if I was to do five sessions a week, I would end up hating it. Yeah. So, correct. you know, so it, it, I think a huge part of my coaching, I suppose, is finding what works for that person and really supporting them. Like, I don't care how consistent they are with their food and their training if they're not feeling good in themselves. So yeah. a huge part of it is like building a healthy relationship with themselves and their body and relationship with food. And it's all combined. And then the the gym and the, like, I, I feel like if, if someone feels good in themselves, it's much easier to go to the gym and it's much easier to eat healthy. You know, it doesn't really work the other way around. I don't think like, yeah. So, so that's kind of my, my kind of val- where my values lie with my clients is like, I want to make sure they're doing well themselves and then we can work on all the other stuff. Absolutely. It has been so, so, so nice to have a chat to you. And I think we've covered so much ground and between talking about social media and talking about fitness and, and all of that kind of thing. Um, but like, I think hopefully everybody has really enjoyed that chat because I know I did because it's so nice to get somebody else's perspective on this crazy world that we live in when you have so much content coming at you and you're not too sure like where to go but um, again Jenny if you want to mention your social media and if anybody wants to reach out find out more about you and um, follow all your your fantastic travel as well Um, I know you've been to a couple of really lovely places so that's nice to see on social media too. Yeah. So, um, Instagram at Jenny P fit, Jenny P underscore fit. Um, I also have my own podcast, which is Jenny for your thoughts podcast. If anyone wants to pop me a message to, to have a chat, um, or just ask me anything on my DMs are always there and I get back to everyone. So yeah. Oh, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure having you on. And um, I wish you all the best and no doubt I'll be chatting to you again really soon. Thanks a million for thank coming you, on. Thank you so much, Louise. Thank you. So there you have it. Once again, thank you so, so much to Jenny for popping on. I think it's always nice to get a perspective from somebody who works in a completely different industry to I do. And I think I really, really enjoyed that conversation. So I hope you did as well. And I think if you take anything away from that conversation with Jenny, you know, sometimes we can be very, very hard on ourselves. I know I have throughout the years thinking that I'm not good enough thinking that I shouldn't be where I am because of the weight I am or something like that. 
what I've learned is that we can be so, so hard on ourselves. We work and we work and we study and we study and we try to get somewhere in life. But your body or how you look shouldn't be at the forefront holding you back. Obviously, um, even over the last couple of weeks, I've been trying my best to get a little bit healthier, drink lots more water. But that's just because I wasn't feeling great. You know, my clothes were a little bit tighter. I kind of said to myself, right, look, I'm not feeling great. But at the forefront of how I want to feel is just to to be more like myself, to feel a bit better, to have better skin, you know, that kind of thing. But I could talk and talk and talk about this. I have to say I'm so, so thrilled and grateful for all of the fantastic feedback I've gotten over the last number of weeks. It can be a daunting task when... You're trying to do something new. You're dipping your toe into an ocean that you know a little bit about. But it's always a little bit daunting to try something new, considering I have been so used to sitting in a radio studio. So sitting in a podcast one is a little bit different, even though whether or not you believe me. But I hope you enjoyed that podcast. As always, if you want to like, subscribe, share, I would be so, so thrilled. I got amazing feedback from the last couple of episodes. So I hope to continue. As always, if there's any topics that you'd like me to cover, reach out louiseclarkmedia at gmail.com or you can also give me a shout on Instagram, Louise Clark Radio, and I'd love to hear from you. So that is episode four. I've got loads of great guests lined up and I can't wait to have the conversation with them and I can't wait for you to hear. So listen, have a great week. Don't be too hard on yourself. Give yourself a bit of a hug and I'll catch up with you on the next episode. Talk to you then. (laughs) 